Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hello. Welcome to the Viewmasters. Episode 218. Lock. My name is Joe. My name is Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello, Joe. <laughs> How are you? Fine. <laughs> just, just fine. Just fine. Okay, alright. And how are you? See how this is gonna go. I am fine as well. I don't know why we're fighting. We are not. We're not? Oh, okay. No, this is... This is, uh... This is just how we talk on the phone? Yeah, well, well there's that, yes. <laughs> uh, this is also just, uh, you know, let's, uh... Let's push past all the horrible things that are happening and just uh, pretend they don't exist for 40 minutes or so. That works for me. All right. More than happy to do that. Okay. And since I am me, things can't be good ever. So, you know, I'm fine. All right. Solid C+. Plus. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. No. No systemic problems in the world or, or certain industries or anything like that to be concerned about. Nope, none at all. Lock. <laughs> uh, uh, Lock. I, uh, I watched the right movie, right? I, I hope so. Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, was on Netflix? Yes, is the prequel to Lock and Key? Uh, yes, yes, starring Tom Perfect. Hardy. Yes. Yes. Did you write, watch the right one then? Okay, good. <laughs> I would uh, elaborate more, but I've never seen Lock and Key, so I can't uh, fake anything. Yeah, I, I know I read some of Lock and Key, and I remember nothing about it other than it didn't really do anything for me. All right. So I haven't watched any of the show either. It's a Joe Hill comic, correct? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Stephen so, King's yeah, this son. That's right. It's a secret. So yeah, this this movie may very well be a pre- prequel to Lock and Key, and we would have no idea. All right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it, if it is the prequel to Lock and Key, then, um, well, I hope Lock and Key is a little more exciting than this movie. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's a lot of driving in Lock and Key. <laughs> Well, so, it, you if, know, if if there isn't, then, uh, well, this prequel has that covered. Yeah, maybe maybe they, they were like, you know, let's go in a different direction <laughs> with lock and key. Yes. Away from cars and the highway. <laughs> uh, so this is a... Uh, this is a 85-minute movie in which I believe... 83 minutes of it entirely take place within a car on the highway. Right. Exactly. And that is it. That is that is the movie. Yes. No, nothing else, really. This this movie is a uh, a a, uh, a hair-raising thrill ride <laughs> uh, about distracted driving. 
I was I was tense for much of this movie. <laughs> I I definitely had some anxiety. <laughs> and uh I mean, I did keep expecting him to get into an accident. Right. Sometime before the end of the movie. And uh spoiler, he doesn't. He does not. He just keeps driving. Yeah. <laughs> Physically, he survives. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> uh, just, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm already thrown off because uh, it takes place in uh, England, and so already the driving is backwards. Right. Um, <laughs> he's si- he's sitting in the passenger seat. He is, and driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. Uh, so combine all that with the fact that he is also actively just uh, looking at books and <laughs> fiddling around with his phone. Um, it was it was a kind of a hair-raising experience. You're correct. It was it was a little harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, this movie is, uh, uh, Tom Hardy in a car on the phone for an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh-huh. With, with different people. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the whole movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm just gonna, gonna go ahead and say that I kind of enjoyed this movie. It was, it was, uh, not super thrilling like it it was i would i would call this movie kind of mundane it is very mundane yeah but, but i liked that about it like the stakes are not super high in I, this movie i mean i guess there are some stakes but uh and and i mean i feel like they are very personal stakes to that character Yes. Uh, like, there, there's no... You know... No one is uh, in any kind of life-threatening... Well, I guess maybe one person is in a life-threatening situation. Yeah. Uh, but but most of the threats are to Tom Hardy himself and uh, brought on by himself. Uh, and in the grand scheme of things, kind of small. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of the movie is, is him... Uh, dealing with construction issues. There is an exceptional amount of that, yes. <laughs> uh, we learn so much about concrete. Yeah, C6, I never expected. Joe, C6. C6. No, C5? No, not C5. C6. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. <laughs> I assume it has something to do with how it sets, but I don't know. You got me! All I know is C6 is apparently better than C5. Yes. And maybe C7 is better than C6. I don't know. I mean, logically, that yeah. would be the conclusion we could both draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, so if you're interested in, in the day, day-to-day uh, workings of a concrete layer... This movie's for you. Yes. Uh, if, if uh, you know, just just the, the inner workings of 
building construction, the largest in Europe that is not a military facility or uh, there was something else. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a huge deal. Uh, so much so that uh, the people in Chicago, they're going to flip. They're very excited. Yes. Back at, back at corporate. <laughs> uh, and uh, speaking of exaggeration, we are not exaggerating. And that is like a good third of what happens in this movie. Yeah. Uh, at least a third of the phone calls that he has uh, while he's driving for an hour and a half uh, are concrete related. <laughs> This sounds riveting. <laughs> Was that a construction pun? No, but <laughs> I wish it were. Uh, so the 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 other calls are uh, about the destruction of of uh, our main character's uh, personal life. Yes. Um. So. I'm glad, in a way, that uh, uh, the movie is set up in such a way that uh, we're, we are kind of kept in the dark as to what all these phone calls are actually pertaining to. I mean, other than the concrete. We get that right away. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, so the movie starts uh, with uh, our main character, Ivan Locke, right. uh, getting into his car. Uh, a beamer, uh, nonetheless, um, about to make a left turn and then at the last minute makes a right turn. And, uh, then he begins making phone calls and we follow him in real time, traveling on a highway, uh, making these phone calls, uh, that, that we don't know the nature of exactly, but, uh, it is revealed fairly quickly. That uh, he is on the way to a hospital to witness the birth of his baby. Uh, but before that, he has to call and let his wife know that he's not going to be home. Right. Yeah, that's basically it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, everything uh, spirals out of control from there. Yeah. And by out of control, I mean a solid uh, 60 miles an hour. Or whatever they use in England. <laughs> I think it'd be probably around 110 kilometers an hour. <laughs> if I remember right from my travels in Canada. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that... it's, uh, it's also important to know that he's missing uh, a big football game uh, that he had intended to watch with his son. Yes. Uh, he has two sons. Uh... Does he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eddie and Sean. I forgot about the the other one, I guess. Yeah, well, it's probably because he's not played by Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> and so who gives a fuck? I will tell you that watching the credits, the end credits for this movie, <laughs> were a revelation. It is. The only, the only person that you see in the movie is Tom Hardy. Yep. Everyone else is over the phone. Yep. So... And for that, it is a star-studded cast. It really is. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. It really is. 
so yeah, so Tom Holland uh, plays his son Eddie. So Spider Man is Venom's son. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean that actually checks out. Yeah, I can see that. Uh huh. <laughs> I've seen I've seen that on the internet. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, Tom Holland is is the son. Um, Olivia Coleman from um, Broad the favorite and Broadchurch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is uh, the the woman who is giving birth or who is going into labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Ruth Wilson um, from a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, um, Luther is where I first saw her. Okay. Um, um, I, I know she's on His Dark Materials okay. as well. Uh, she um, was also in the Lone Ranger movie. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so she she is uh, uh, Ivan Locke's wife. Yes. Katrina, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Andrew Scott plays his uh, uh, possibly drunk colleague. Yes. Who he is uh, trying to uh, basically teach how to uh, oversee a a concrete pour. Basically. (laughs) Uh, He is, uh, at least to me, best known as uh, Moriarty from the uh, Sherlock series. Yeah, I I would say maybe at this point he's best known as the hot priest from uh, Fleabag. Okay. I've, I've not seen Fleabag, so... You should watch Fleabag. Alrighty. I think you would love Fleabag. Okay. I've, I've heard numerous people recommend it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. And uh, speaking of hot priests, uh, Ben Daniels uh, is the voice of uh, his other colleague, Gareth, uh, who uh, played one of the sexy fuck priests on The Exorcist TV show. <laughs> Oh, sexy fuck priests. Yep. <laughs> that is pretty much entirely what I just refer that show as. The sexy fuck priest show. Yeah, no, I get that. Because both of those guys are sexy and I just wanted to see them fuck. <laughs> oh, so it's not that you want to fuck them yourself. No. It's you, you want to see them hook up. Yes. Okay. It was... So much sexual tension and chemistry in that show between the two hot priests. Well, I mean, I I will say that my favorite part of the original Exorcist film is all the sexual tension between the priests. (laughs) Like that movie, don't watch that with your parents because it is uncomfortable. It's true in more ways than one. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, I mean, I'm not gay. But I totally wanted to see them fuck on that show. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and also, I, I total, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, also, it's a pretty good show. Did that? Was that like two seasons, or is that still on? Uh, two seasons. Okay. Uh, yeah, highly recommended. Nice. Uh, especially uh, the first season. Uh, if you don't go into it uh, knowing other than you know the vaguest of uh you know that that it's you know based on the exorcist 
Okay, good yeah. to know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, so yeah, star-studded cast who uh, never get seen. Yeah, I, I was I was impressed, and it was probably you know an easy day at work for them to yeah. to record their dialogue for this movie. I'm sure. Although I did uh, read the Wikipedia, as I do. Right. And uh, I guess, so the entire film was shot over eight days. Okay. And I guess they actually recorded their lines from a conference room while he was actually in the car. So that they could hear, like, the background noise. That's amazing. Right? Oh, I love that. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and so that you and I can both relax a little, uh, he was not actually driving, uh, his, his car was being towed on the back of a, uh, of a, uh, a tow truck. Okay. A flatbed. So. I mean, I, f- I figured he wasn't actually driving. Oh, sure. <laughs> I've seen movies before, Eric. Have you? I think so. At least. I've seen, I've seen at least 18 movies. <laughs> Makes sense. (laughs) I could name them for you if you'd like. Please, by all means. All right, so let's see. Number one, An American Werewolf in London. Okay. Number two, I don't remember. (laughs) All right, we'll call it good. Okay. Sweet Sweetback's badass song. <laughs> what was number two? I think it was Black Cauldron. I think you're right. That's right. <laughs> oh. Uh, Listeners, it's been a long week. It really has. <laughs> oh, a long week and a long existence yeah cannot argue with that yeah uh also uh uh really not a ton to talk about with this movie there's really not yeah like i mean we we have already explained the plot (laughs) (laughs) i mean so what did you think about the way it was shot like the and i guess sort of the editing of it because it could get like it could have been super boring if it was just like static shots of of him in the car but i but i feel like they did a decent job of trying to make sure that it was somewhat visually exciting yeah i I think they did a pretty decent job doing that i mean uh you know i spent 12 years uh basically commuting the entire time of this movie Right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, driving gets boring after a little while. And I could not imagine just uh, watching a static shot of somebody driving uh, for that amount of time. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, so I think they, they actually did do a pretty good job of, of uh, making it not the dreary existence of what a long commute actually is. 
Yeah, I I thought that 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 worked well uh, as a viewer, but I also sort of felt like, at, you know, I've I've made many a many a long drive as well, um, not not as not daily sure. <laughs> like you did it, um, but you know, just driving like when I was in college, driving between Dayton and Bowling Green, um, it was about two hours two hour drive. So you know, you you have a lot of time alone with your thoughts. Yeah. Um, and and, and also, also it's very boring. Yeah, and it's uh, Ohio, so it's not exactly you know a thrill a minute on the highway right <laughs> i mean it could so, be worse it could be indiana or nebraska <laughs> shots fired at indiana and nebraska <laughs> damn they're on blast blame their fucking corn <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no so i you know like i said as as a viewer i thought that they did a good job Make, trying to keep it visually interesting, but I also feel like it did a good job of capturing um, just how boring a long drive can be. Right. You know, like, like there, there's not a ton of time where he's just sort of sitting there driving. Um, but, but the, the amount of time that there is, uh, I feel like was, it, it's a very moody movie. Oh, yes. I feel like it captured that mood very well. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to my, you know, just in the back of my head, kept thinking that, oh, he's going to, like, crash at the end of this movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, there's the entire uh, distracted driving subplot, uh, which I guess is what passes for a subplot in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's not really subplots. It's just three plots. Yep. <laughs> and they are all A plots. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, when you're going through a personal crisis, uh, everything's pretty much the A plot to you. So, that's true. You know, well that's, done there. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, while he's driving, you know, there's just trucks that are just blasting past him. Or uh, multiple times we see, uh, I believe, police cars uh, going past him with their lights on, mm-hmm. uh, which, which you know, kind of heightens the anxiety for a moment. Uh, you know, especially like if it is a scene where he is, you know, flipping through a folder, uh, which you should not do if you're driving. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, uh, I, I would say one hundred percent. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, bold, bold stance. Yep. Uh. <laughs> I'd say you know ninety percent. Don't do that, <laughs> Joe. If there's if there's no other cars around, I don't see a big the big deal about it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know my stance on driver safety. Yeah, you're you're ninety percent in favor of it. I am one hundred percent in favor of it, Joe. <laughs> this is news to me. I will not stand for any less. I All have right. never texted while driving <laughs> or opened up the cellophane on a Blu-ray while driving. <laughs> That's that's really specific. Or eaten 
weird foods that you shouldn't eat when you drive. I've never done that. I'm sure. No, you're, like, you're like always a taco the or something. Pinnacle of safety. Or perhaps oatmeal. Oatmeal? Eric. You don't eat oatmeal while you drive. All right, that sorry. Is okay. What my point is here. Okay. <laughs> Again, very specific thing that you do not do while driving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad that that you've level set me for for your stance. Good, and that the the listener knows as well that yeah, uh, you are 100 percent in favor of of car safety, and I am 90 percent in favor. <laughs> so 10 percent that could get you killed, Joe. I you know it hasn't so far, so I'm just gonna keep gonna ride it out. <laughs> Oh, Ride you, or die. You you are the one that they make uh, drivers instructional videos about. That's Blood right. I slept through those. Way. I slept right through those. <laughs> uh, speaking of sleeping, I fell asleep twice during this movie. Oh no! <laughs> I I did not fall asleep during this movie. Um, I did get distracted at one point. Uh, and, uh, when I put away the distraction, it, it was maybe for five minutes. Uh, and when I put away the distraction, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. <laughs> so I had, so I had to rewind and watch the five minutes that I had missed. Cause it's just him in a car. Yep. <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. Uh, according to the Wikipedia, he has 36 phone calls in this, uh, in this movie. Wow. Uh, which, uh, I've never taken a phone call in the car. No. Ever. <laughs> I feel like I have, but I can't think of when. Right? It's probably been a very long time. Uh, yeah, like, and, I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, I try not to take phone calls when I'm not driving either. Right. Uh, I do not enjoy it. Yeah. And Text me or don't try to communicate with me. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, 100%. This is the closest that I get to phone calls. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. Uh, every time at work, I'm at work and the phone rings, I, whew, I get mad. <laughs> If we could do this just over text, that'd be perfect, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, surely there's got to be some sort of uh, text-to-voice thing that, uh, you know, we could uh, utilize. And certainly it has to sound better than my nasally, sniffy, slurpy voice. I'm sure, I mean, probably it would sound better than both of our voices. Yeah. Let's just be completely honest. Uh, so yeah, so I cannot imagine making 36 phone calls within 90 minutes. It seems excessive. Yes. I I would be driven insane. Yeah. I mean, and he sort of is. Yeah, he is, point. actually. It yeah. Seems like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he does also uh, talk to his dead father in the backseat of his car. Yeah, like you do. Sure. <laughs> Uh, 
to to uh, clarify, uh, the corpse and or ghost of his father is not in the car. He is just uh, having a mental breakdown. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He the the uh, the implication is that he sees his father or is imagining his father in the back seat of the car. Yes. That'd be pretty fucked up if, you know, you've been watching the movie for 40 minutes and then all of a sudden there's a shot of the backseat of the car and there's a dead body. <laughs> it certainly would have livened things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that would uh, really have taken away the uh, uh, the mundanity of this movie. That's true. Uh, and, and, you know, I, it may sound like I am kind of crapping on it a little bit, but uh, I, I did genuinely like this movie uh because it was just a straight human drama yeah yeah i mean i i like i said before i i enjoyed watching this uh i don't know that i would watch it again absolutely uh, not yeah i i feel like it'd be a really good movie to have on while you're trying to fall asleep i can uh, confirm <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and, and I appreciated the experiment of it. Yes. Um, making a movie that's just a guy in a car, uh, was, you know, it's, it's, it's a neat idea. And, and I, I think it was executed as well as it possibly could be. I absolutely agree. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I would say this is, uh, my my second favorite movie where Tom Hardy drives a car for most of it. <laughs> Venom is the first <laughs> Yes, of course. Venom. <laughs> the famous, the famous driving movie. Venom. I mean, th there are a few points where the, the symbiote refers to him as blood bag. So, yeah, no, that yeah. checks out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I agree. This is the second best uh, Tom Hardy in a car movie. <laughs> you know, it, it occurred to me, too, uh, while I was watching this, uh, that I don't know what Tom Hardy actually sounds like in real life. It uh, thank you for saying that, because I was going to bring that up as well. I don't believe I've ever heard his real voice. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know if this is his real voice. I don't think it is. I don't believe it is either. Uh, it sounds to me like he is supposed to be Irish in this movie. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And, and I don't believe he is actually Irish. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. I. I. I like the the only other movie that I've seen where he speaks in what sounds like a normal voice is Inception. Okay. And even then I think he's doing some sort of an affected thing. I don't know. I don't know if that's his real voice or not. Yeah, I don't know either and honestly until this moment forgot he was in Inception. Right. <laughs> he's a very small role in Inception. Yeah. Um but I kind of like that, you know? Like, I know I could probably seek out an interview with him and find out what he actually sounds like. Sure. But I kind of like not knowing. 
Yeah, and also, he seems like the kind of person who would just be grating in an interview. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> like, I think he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. And, and I think this movie definitely showcases that for sure. Um, but, yeah, he, he seems like he might be insufferable. Yeah, I, I could imagine him, imagine him being very method. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he actually is or not, but he just sort of... Sort of get that vibe, yeah. I guess, from his performances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I guess he he can do a lot of weird voices, though. He can. Uh, you know, from from his whatever the fuck was happening in Venom to uh, you know uh, uh, that 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 other movie with uh, comic book that- people in it. Batman? That's the one. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Which I, I've i still never seen that movie. And uh, I'm mostly just aware of the Bane voice via Doug Benson. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like that movie. Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I like it. All right. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I did not enjoy Dark Knight. Right. Uh, which I know is, uh, the best movie ever made. That's uh, true. Uh, but, um, Suck it, Citizen Kane. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, I'm gonna be the lone dissenter on that one. And, and say that it was just not very good, and I had no desire to see its follow-up. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, which is a real shame, because I thought Batman Begins was pretty great. Yeah, Batman Begins, I think, holds up really well. Yeah. Uh, I, other than uh, the Tom Hardy connection, I don't know why we're suddenly talking about Christopher Nolan movies. Because <laughs> he's in a couple of them. I okay. think that's just how we got there. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I have a ton more to say about Locke either. Yeah, um... The ending is uh, vague and uh, a non-ending, but also, uh, you know, such is life. And I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, no, I I like that. And I like, um, you know, it, I I don't know that it's meant to feel hopeful. Right. That may just be the, the music that plays is sort of hopeful at the end, but it feels like, you know, his his life has sort of been destroyed at this point. But, you know, here's a chance to to start over and maybe do it better. Uh, yeah, I think that's... I mean, in his conversations, quote-unquote, with his father, uh, who, who does not exist. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, he I existed mean, at some point. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but not within the context of this movie. Right. Uh, he makes allusions to the fact that his father had abandoned him when he was a child. And that, you know, he's made this mistake in his life where he is fathered a child by another woman. And it's his determination that he is just going to do right by that child and not abandon any child of his and 
it's an admirable quality, but you know, at what cost? Right. Uh, because in the process, he loses his wife, his home, and his job. Yeah. So not small things. No. Yeah. Th- those are all pretty important to you know individual people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot, lot to lose all at once. Very like, true. This is an eventful car trip. It really is. And, and, and he hasn't even gotten his destination yet. Nope, not even by the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, like like all within 90 minutes, just loses it all. Yeah, it's, it's uh, almost impressive. Yeah, I mean, in a way, like I can apply that to my own life and say, well, at least I've not fucked up that bad. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I can also say I've not fucked up that badly. Well, congratulations to you. Thanks. You're very welcome. <laughs> We're doing better than Ivan Locke. Yes, we are. Although I believe he has a nicer car than either of us have. <laughs> he does have a very nice car. <laughs> I thought the, the built-in phone thing was, was really, really fancy. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I really liked his sweater. I did not even notice the sweater he was wearing. It was just a nice blue cable knit, you know, V-neck sweater that he had a a buttoned-up shirt underneath. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a sweater guy because I'm fat and I get hot a lot. All right. But uh, it looked really good. And uh, I'd be like, you know, I, I would like to wear a sweater like that sometime when it's incredibly cold. You should you should definitely do that. Yeah. Make that a goal for for this year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late to add things to your New Year's resolution list. It's true. And, and it's I, only June. Yeah. I've I've got 6 months in which I can uh purchase a sweater uh at which point, you know, possibly even wear it then. Excellent. I want to. I want to see photos of this by the end of the year. Okay. Or, or we're going to talk about it on the show, and I'm going to be very, very upset with you. That's fine. You can't remember uh, 18 weeks ago. So uh... <laughs> the uh, number two, the Black Cauldron. <laughs> number three, the Seventh Seal. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so. No. God damn it. <laughs> But maybe it was. I, I don't remember myself. Midnight train to Georgia? Ha! I, I don't think that's a movie. And if it is, we have not watched it. That's not a movie? It might be. I'm thinking of Midnight Meat Train to Georgia. <laughs> now that, I can say, is a great movie. <laughs> do, do you want to know what movie number three was? What was movie number three? It was Horse Girl. Right! (laughs) I've picked some winners. (laughs) I really have. Yeah. Well, so have I. Was movie number four Knives Out? No. God damn it! (laughs) It's fine. I, I, I don't I, want to know. It's better that I don't know. Okay. All right. 
done. <laughs> Put my phone away. Excellent. <laughs> oh boy. So uh, the the writer director of this movie, Stephen Knight, uh, is a name that I had heard before, but I wasn't okay. quite sure. Uh, like for some reason, like it said, like oh well, this should be a quality movie then. But it turns out I've never seen any other thing he's ever done. Okay. Uh, uh, had have you ever heard of him or seen anything that he has done? Uh, I don't believe so. But let me. I, I've I've got the IMDb page pulled up, so let me look at uh, right. look at his page and see. Because when I looked him up, the first movie that popped up was uh, a movie from last year that was uh, generally uh, called one of the worst movies ever made. I I. Uh, so the movie you're talking about, I'm assuming, is Serenity. Yes. <laughs> and I listened to the How Did This Get Made about that movie, and it made me really want to watch it. As did I. <laughs> uh, so, so I haven't seen any of the other movies that he directed. Um... And it actually doesn't look like I've seen any of the movies that he's written either, because he's written a lot more movies than he directed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, oh, he he created Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? What? Uh, yeah, apparently that that is what. A thing. Yeah. All, All right. right, I've I've watched a lot of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I've I've seen some of that. Uh, he did write Eastern Promises, which I did see. Okay, and and uh, it's it's a really great movie, uh, directed by David Cronenberg in one of his not vaginal movies, <laughs> which most of them are, right? <laughs> um, that's, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That, oh, he did he did that movie Seventh Son with Jeff Bridges as a samurai or something. It looks like. Oh, I. No idea what that is. <laughs> no, you're, pro- you're probably doing all right. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like it. I mean, especially <laughs> if Jeff Bridges was still in his uh, weird toothless phase. Uh, I I think he may have had teeth in that movie. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think he's never really lost his teeth, but uh, he he talks like it a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I think well, this the is... last movie that he ever spoke with a regular voice was Iron Man. <laughs> All right, so yeah, this was after Iron Man for yeah. sure. Cause, wow, because I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, making weird choices. That's right. I, his name reminds me of Stephen Denite, mm-hmm. who I. Th- think worked on daredevil maybe I believe you are correct yeah so maybe that's what i thought of when i heard this guy's voice or this guy's name i um, possibly thought the same thing too yeah so yeah yeah but uh yeah i mean if uh if i'd have known before going into this movie uh well if I'd have known what this movie was about, I probably never would have picked it in the first place. All right. Because I had no clue other than it was Tom Hardy driving, not realizing that that is exactly 100% what it would be. <laughs> uh, you, you you got what you sort of expected. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
but if I had known that, uh, you know, it was from the writer-director of Serenity, uh, I probably would not have been, you know, keen to watch it. So, you know, <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't know. Yeah, I am too, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I liked having zero expectations going into this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's a it's a fine movie to watch once for sure yeah definitely yeah there are worse there are worse movies you can watch for an hour and a half exactly for sure um all right so uh you know i know it's uh it's been a little rough lately but uh Mm -hmm. anything uh cool and exciting that you'd like to recommend uh you know nothing nothing uh recent um i guess you know over over the weekend and earlier this week i've sort of just been reading a bunch of dumb dc comics okay like i read the uh the uh, uh booster gold run that uh jeff johns and and jeff katz and dan jurgens did in like 2006 okay yeah i read that over the weekend um, I also read, uh, Superman's Secret Origin, uh, another Jeff Johns comic. I was on a Jeff Johns kick over the weekend. I don't know why. That is very weird for you. <laughs> you know, I, I think that I wanted something that I could sort of just turn my brain off. Okay. And, and enjoy. And I got that from those. Well, that's good. So, so that was nice. I mean, those um, are generally his least, uh, you know, uh, you know bloody works i guess definitely yeah uh, <laughs> there there are no there are no dismemberments or decapitations in, in either of those series yeah my my um, I'm, I'm sure we talked about this in one of our iterations of this podcast but uh you know a lot of the, there was a period of time where dc just became very dark and gritty uh in the mid to late 2000s right and for some reason, people were blaming, you know, like, well, Dan DiDio for sure, uh, but but everyone else but Jeff Johns, when every example that I could think of was exactly from Jeff Johns. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he leaned into it yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've, I've enjoyed some of his work. I really enjoyed uh, his run on JSA. Yeah, I the um the original one with David Goyer or the the uh, yes that one okay yeah I've I've read quite a bit of that I don't remember a ton about it but I read it for a long time so I must have been liking it yeah <laughs> I I did read um somewhat recently the the post uh, Infinite Crisis JSA series that had basically like a sequel or prequel to Kingdom Come in it. Yes. Um, and that was actually pretty entertaining as well. I enjoyed that um, one as well. Yeah. It was weird that Alex Ross was heavily involved, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess my, I guess my, uh, my thing that I've enjoyed slash recommendation is, is old comics. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, how about my, you? My recommendation is going to be sort of a new comic okay in that it's uh a collection literally came out tuesday oh nice okay uh but but i believe it is a reprint of an older series uh but it is uh 
Michael Fife's Panorama. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, which is uh, um, it's dark and it's twisted and it's weird as fuck. Uh, but it's enjoyable. Nice. All right. Um, the closest thing that I could describe it as being is, uh, have you ever read any of the Peter Milligan Shade the Changing Man? I've read maybe like the first 10 issues of it. Okay. And I really liked it. I just haven't finished it. It it reminds me... Like like Peter Milligan when he took a, when he revamped Shade the Changer Man just took it in a completely different direction than the original C Vitko series right uh, but this is sort of reminds me of like a way more twisted version of Peter Milligan doing a more traditional version of the Steve Ditko series interesting okay. <laughs> That makes total sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and speaking of uh, David Cronenberg, it's it's very heavy into the body horror uh, sort of thing. Just uh, okay. Twisted limbs and faces, and uh, uh, it's got a heavy Junji Ito type of vibe to it as well. Nice. Uh, who who was a uh, manga artist uh, known for uh, uh, Uzumaki and and other horror comics okay uh he also has another comic uh which i enjoy uh which is uh, all about how uh he learned to love uh, his wife's cats nice yeah that sounds really nice <laughs> it is really nice <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so panorama that's my recommendation for the, the week excellent i will check that out which uh i was able to read with my brand new reader glasses because i'm an Yay. old man <laughs> <laughs> you know what you do what you gotta do to be able to read yeah <laughs> it's a vital vital life skill it really is and and i don't do a lot of it anymore and it saddens me that i don't well uh, now you can yeah uh, nothing was stopping me you know before my eyes went to shit but uh <laughs> i wasn't doing it then either so i, try, I tried to give you an out i know <laughs> I am, uh, if anything, too honest about myself. There's nothing wrong with that. No. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's good to, to level set yourself, at least with yourself. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, always aware of all my fall, faults and flaws, and I let everybody else know because that is all I am, is faults and flaws. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> Are you plugging your new podcast, Faults and Flaws, with Eric Schomborn? <laughs> no, because nobody wants to listen to that. <laughs> you can have people on to talk about their faults and flaws. Uh, that's true. That should be kind of entertaining. All right. Well, maybe. <laughs> Coming maybe. soon from the Gutter Trash Network. Yeah, possibly. Uh, it's, it's a better idea than I had for my 100 Bottles of Beer on the Wall podcast years ago. <laughs> Were you gonna Were you gonna drink and review a hundred bottles of beer? No, uh, you actually even participated. Oh, right. I was going to post uh, one verse of the song "100 Bottles of Beer" on the wall, sung by I've... as many different people as I could get. I forgot all about that. Yeah, it was. 
logistically a pain in the ass because each episode would only be like six seconds long. <laughs> and there was going to be a hundred of them. And also, I only know four people. So, <laughs> you know, just, uh, just it was going to be a nightmare. I could have done different voices. It's true. You know, it pops up into my head occasionally, so I might still... All right, well, keep me posted. Yeah, when, when the second wave hits and I won't be able to go to work anymore, then, you know, maybe that's what I'll do. <laughs> what a great quarantine project. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so I guess I should, should probably pick a movie for next time, huh? Yeah, that'd be great. All right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to pick... Uh, I, I know I, I, I sent you a list a, a couple weeks ago of, of possibilities for then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this is also going to come from that list. Okay. Uh, this is a, uh, a movie by the Coen brothers. All righty. Called I enjoy a, those men. Uh, it's called A Serious Man. Okie doke. What's that on? Uh, that is on Netflix. Yes, okay. I have that service. <laughs> I, w- I will not pick anything that's not on a service you don't have, I promise. Yeah, that's. I mean, you already have once, but uh, you know, it worked out. Oh, right, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a spur of the moment. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and, there and, were extenuating circumstances in that one. And your very first movie was uh, something that was on DVD. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, you know uh, what? I quit. I'm tired. I'm no, done. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, like I'm sitting here staring at my DVD collection and thinking, you know, there's movies on here that, that I haven't seen, but I don't know how to get Joe to see them. <laughs> <laughs> well, run them by me and I'll figure something out. All right. <laughs> I think the library is open for curbside service, so I could potentially get movies from the library if needed. Yeah. I do always check uh, Hoopla or Canopy to see if uh, they have something that I'm thinking of, just to make sure. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, yeah, so yeah. A, a Serious Man. All right, that is uh, one I haven't seen, so... Yeah, I, I've not it. seen it either, and I've wanted to watch it for a while, so I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Cool. All righty. Our first Coen Brothers movie. This is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week with that one. Certainly. All right, talk to you then. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.